I'm Tara Oldridge and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Smart Woman Show. I'm Tara Oldridge and uh, my mind is slightly blown because this is Sherry Salata, if you don't already know. And I actually, you're the only expert on this show that I have had to write down your accomplishments because she did what? And she did what? And then what? Okay, so here, here we go. Okay, so these are the awards, okay? Fast Company's 100 Most Creative in Business. The Hollywood Reporter's Women in Entertainment Power 100, 2017, this one's my favorite, Feminist Press Power Award, co-president of Harper Studios and the Oprah Winfrey Network, now co-host of the popular podcast, The Sherry and Nancy Show. I mean, come on. I know. It's too much. It's too much. You know, it's kind of I have of been very fortunate. Very fortunate. And then to be just so humble pie and so sweet, it's like, really, who are you? on your Instagram. And I was like, no way she speaks this language. Ah, what are you pretending not to know? Yes, that was, um, that was from my good friend, uh, leadership and spiritual teacher, Coot Blackson. And I remember we were having a conversation with him on our podcast and I'm like, what's, what's a really great question? You know, a get to know you question. And what are you pretending not to know? And of course, there's something about that question that if you have any shame triggers or any um, worthy issues, any any of those little remnants, it, it, it triggers that a little bit. It kind of brings up that stuff. And I thought, what is the answer of that question for me? And, you know, in different periods of my life, that answer would be different. But for a long time, it would be, I was pretending not to know that I was not happy, Mm. that I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't filling all the buckets that, you know, I kind of rested my laurels because the work thing was good for me. It was fairly, it was rewarding. Um, I had, I had found my groove, so it, it wasn't, you know, I had stopped like, um, the pursuit of what am I going to do with my life? You know, I knew what that was. And so for a number of years there, it was like, I'm just too busy not to know that I'm not happy mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I have pockets of happy, but mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm not really in alignment and resonant mm-hmm. with the universe Yeah, that provides all things, you know, that, that I had some dreams that were um, yummy and fantastic and then I had a lot of other dreams that were kind of shoved in drawers in my life dresser just kind of shoved in drawers not looked at not held not um not warmed up Mm -hmm. not thought about so um that was that that was the answer for me one of the key things that you just said you know I was so 
busy, you know, but, and, and I was too busy to know that I wasn't happy. And that is so like, my clients are telling me, Tara, I'm too busy to do that. This is my like reaction to them right away. Number one, your plate gets to get bigger. And number two, if you're too busy, you have an intimacy issue. You've got something going on in your life that is like you said, triggering you. And you, we've got to get to the root of it because no one's too busy. Yeah. Well, I mean, too busy is there's, um, you know, it, it, you kind of have to unpack that a little bit. Um, are, have you loaded yourself up with things that really matter to you that are important? Are, you know, for me, I could, I was very, you know, I worked a lot. Um, it's there, it takes a lot of hours to put on, um, you know, the, the quality of show that we put on with the Oprah Winfrey show. But I also could use that as an excuse yes. because when I wasn't doing that, I mean, it wasn't just work and sleep. I was zoning out in front of cable news. I was ordering fast food. I was um, having that third glass of Chardonnay mm -hmm. on a Friday night going, I really should like seeing a movie or visiting with friends, but I just have to de-stress. De I wasn't necessarily um, getting home and meditating and making sure I got my workout in, you know, for long stretches of time. So, um, you know, that busy thing, that's a bit of an excuse. Mm -hmm. It is. I totally agree. I love that you just Because here's the truth. The more, the more you get to do, the more you manifest your dreams, the yeah. more, the more, the more, you like summon down the thunder, um, the more important it is, the more urgent it becomes to take superior care of yourself. Yeah. That's when, you know, meditate, your meditation practice is non-negotiable. Your, your physical movement plan is non-negotiable. Your, um, you know, plant, plant health predominant eating plan is non-negotiable that you're making your lunches, you're doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, you have to, you have to really make the decision yeah. that the way you manage stress are are also the same ways in which you love yourself. Yeah. And wow. Probably. Wow. I, yeah. You know, I probably didn't get that until I look back and say, "This is nobody's fault but yours. Mm -hmm. You're the one who made all those choices, and you could have had all your dreams, but you didn't. And so let's not let's not wall." regret but let's in this middle of lifetime let's do it differently yeah let's make a new decision and let's make sure that the ways that we reduce stress that we that we move energy through our bodies are the same ways that we have decided we're going to love ourselves yeah totally sherry what do you do in the morning when you first wake up i'm curious um, well, I, I, I no longer have my phone in my bedroom. I'm not a super duper phone addict. I mean, I can go down the Instagram rabbit hole if I'm just sitting around doing nothing. But what I'm trying to do is create more space where if I'm like at a dentist's office, I'm happy to sit there and breathe mm -hmm. instead of keep my, you know, be doing something every minute. So phone's not in the room. Um, uh, Sean Korn, one of the great yogis of our time, taught me that my, my elusive yoga practice that, you know, for 40 years I was never able to um, bring into my life consistently. It's just a yoga mat under my, under my bed. Out it comes. 
it's not a big, you know, I, I wouldn't dazzle Cirque du Soleil, but yeah. you know, I do my sun salutations, yeah. you know, I do a few poses and then I know I've done yoga. I've, I've practiced, I've done that. Yeah. Um, I generally do every now and then, um, sometimes I'm on a bit of a coffee kick. Sometimes I'm in, in my T zone. Um, I really try to make sure not touching anything that's um, about creativity and innovation for a good hour. And I got to walk my dogs, Bella and Kissy. They need, need a little tending too. But I try to uh, make sure I get my first meditation in. And if I've checked those boxes in the first hour that I've gotten up, I know I've set the right foundation for my day. You know, I get this incredible sense just hearing your words and, and your heart that you have come to a place in your life where you really accept yourself. And am I a yogi? No, but I, do I have a yoga mat? Yes, I do. So does that mean that I can wake up and do my yeah. salutation? Yes, that does. And do I have to be perfect at it? No, I don't. And like, oh my gosh, obviously, okay, there must be some juxtaposition here. So you haven't always been like that, right? No, I was all right. or nothing. All okay, or nothing. So, I'm so either talk somebody. To, talk to us about your epic failures. My, okay. My, my biggest, you know, my epic fail was really trying to figure out how to balance work and life. Mm. You know, um, that was my epic fail. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had a lot of shame around it. Um, it was always embarrassing when I'd go and do as, as many uh, presidents and um, executive producers do, you get asked to speak on panels, you know, inevitably somebody would always ask the question. It would be the second one. First, Oprah like, great. Okay. The second or third question would be, how do you, um, how do you have work-life balance? And I did it. So like, I, I, I never had a good answer to that. I would kind of, I make up some silly, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, I crack some funnies oh, and I no. wink at the audience like, uh, but the truth of the matter is one day I was asked that question and finally I just said to myself and I said to this audience, you know what? I don't believe in work-life balance. Wow. I don't, you know, the, the concept of balance for me works very well in architecture, mm -hmm. in design, and, and, and in tree pose. Mm -hmm. When it comes to your regular old bill paying life, I don't think it's helpful. And I don't think it's helpful because you've set yourself up to fail at every turn. Mm -hmm. The concept of balance is you're out of it and coming into it and out of it and coming into it. So it's kind of a little recipe for repeated failure. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you're not, and here are the, here's the accompanying script. You're not doing enough here. You're not doing enough here. You're letting people down. You're letting yourself down. You really should be. But all those kinds of words um, were horribly shaming for me. And I know for a lot of other women. And what I decided was, well, is that what you want? Do you want a lot of balance where everything is perfectly proportioned out in equal measure? Because I don't think that's how life works. No. I, I got a shot at the career of my dreams. Mm -hmm. Like I won the career lottery. That is where I got my juice. Um, that's where, I mean, I had buckets of fun. Dream after dream after dream coming you true. You met Oprah Winfrey. Like not Please. only that, you freaking worked Please. Please. Yes. 
Yeah. So, so I, I think, I think there's a different, you know, and, and these are words and this is about language, but I think words count when you're creating your life. So I think the, the, the better, the more helpful, the more supportive, the more loving framing is, it's about you, your life is a, is, is a scape like a landscape, it's a lifescape. And you're gonna kind of ooze and flow your attention as your intuition and your partnership with mm. the force yeah. um, inspires you to. Yeah. And that feels just like a better way to live for me. That feels like a better way to live for me too. <laughs> and thank you for sharing that because I think I think Ed Milet says he was he was also featured on this show. Whether you guys have seen him or not yet, he oh I know he's amazing. And he's like, you know what? Like, you can't you can't balance your life. Like, there are areas in your life where you have to, as you know him, you have to max out. Like in your fitness, you can't go to the gym and be balanced. Like you need to right. max out. There's no balance in that. And when you're with your family, like you've got to max out. And the important thing that he was saying was like, when you're in it, max out in it. Don't be thinking yeah. about the other areas where right. you need to create balance. So I, I love try. that. So it sounds like everything that you did wrong, I mean, it brought you to where you are now. Yeah. So, I mean, it can't be For that sure. wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, um, I could have, I could have, I could have done some things that would have been more loving and I could have and had more ease and more mm -hmm. flow to it. And I didn't, but now I can. Yeah. And that's really, now I can. I mean, that, those days are gone. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, they're like wispy memories. It's if yeah. they've never happened. You know, I am a culmination of all those experiences, but this is the day I get, and this is the day you get. Yeah. And this is the day anybody watching gets. I don't know that you're going to be here tomorrow. I don't know that I'm going to be here tomorrow. This is the day we get. Yeah, life so, is now. So today I get to decide that I'm going to do that differently. Mm. That I'm really, I'm going to put presence in my life in a way that I didn't before. And I'm going to do it differently. And I'm going to lean in the direction of happiness and what feels good. Yeah. And then I know I'm, I'm like on my soul path. Is that your gauge? Like, does this make me feel happy? Yes, yeah. and I'll do it. Does it, you know, like, is that what it is? Well, because for many years it wasn't. I mean, right out of college, I went to the University of Iowa, go Hawks. And I had a series of jobs that would make your hair fall out. You know, I just went from one ill-fitting profession to the next, trying to make the best of it, trying to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. whether I was in a typing pool or managing a toy store or managing a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And I would try to turn it into my path to retirement. And the only thing that would get me to make a move or a change was when I would get so miserable, I could barely get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I finally, years later, went, oh my gosh, misery is your compass. Misery is your compass. You're only willing wow. to go in a new direction wow. when, you're, when you're miserable. Yes. So. Would that means everything's going to end badly. Yes. But what would happen if you made happiness? Isn't happiness the end game here? Oh my gosh. I love this analogy. Right? Yeah. Isn't happiness the end game? I mean, yeah. really? I mean, that's why you want a nice salary. That's why you want benefits. That's why you want to feel good in your body. That's why you want happiness. Happiness yeah. is the end game. So once you kind of figure that out and you say, well, let me just start over and say, 
am going to lean always in the direction of happiness mm -hmm. because I know that when I'm happy, I spill love out all over into the people mm -hmm. in my life and into my world. Yeah. That's my contribution. That's what I have to give. And that's what we all have to give. So that happiness thing, which, you know, I think gets short shrift with people. Mm -hmm. That happiness thing is the North Star. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's like, we're waiting for this desperation all the time, but why, why, like, why do we wait for an emergency to create urgency? Yeah. You know, like that desperate feeling that sometimes, and as the smart woman watching the show, maybe you're desperate in your business, maybe you're desperate in your marriage, or maybe you're desperate in right. a partnership, whatever it is. Why are we waiting for those desperate moments? Right. So if you are watching this and you are in a desperate situation, one of those areas, this is the moment to, to begin to tell yourself a new story that this desperate feeling I have is the beginning of my dream come true life. Yes. Yes. Here it is. This mm -hmm. is it. This mm -hmm. desperate feeling that has me to my stomach and sleepless at night and filled with anxiousness, anxiety is the door mm. that I must walk through to the life of my dreams. And then walk, you walk through that door and you say, you know what? I'm going to lean in the direction of what feels good. Yeah. What people feel good, what projects feel good. Um, and if I'm in a situation that I feel trapped in, I am going to clean up everything else while I wait for the inspiration, the divine inspiration, what to do about this thing, this big thing that's creating um, such uh, dramatic feelings in myself. Yeah. Sherry, what would you tell your younger self? You know, if you had just like one piece of advice, you know, yeah. what, what would you say? Like maybe be more loving or what would it be? I would say relax a little. Yeah. It's all going to turn out okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you're going to get through it through them. And one day you are going to realize what the secret to happiness is. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to live the life of your dreams. So what is your life like now? Well, what are you doing? It, I really embracing freedom, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, there's two ways professionally to move through the world as a staff person, which was for most of my life. And then as an entrepreneur where I kind of dream up my own things and I've loved them both for different reasons. I love being in service to a mission. So once I found that at the Oprah Winfrey show, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it just felt like, Oh, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Guys, and limit. Now, what, what's really nice for me now is, um, freedom. You know, what do you want to do? Okay, we'll do a podcast. Oh my God, seem to like it. Um, okay, we're going to build a platform having this conversation about what does it look like to live the life of your dreams and what's a kind of a guidance system you can put in play to, to make sure you stay on track because I'm one of those people. I, I, love, I love to talk about meditation. Mm -hmm. I'll do it all day long. Challenging part is to stop talking about it and sit down in my chair and meditate. And yeah. so I, I know that about that myself. So That's I know funny. that about myself. I know I am the queen of, um, you know, the greatest plans, you know, in the universe. So mm -hmm. I have to have ways to, to say, you know, 
like, what's my strategy? What's my plan? And really continue to be like, okay, that felt good. I did my spin class this morning. I just did it this morning. I got off and I'm like, instead of being like, oh my God, I don't know if I can ever do that again this week. I said, that was so great. I feel really good. So I'm always telling myself a story because in order to stay on track. Yeah. I mean, it's, you have to be on top of your brain, right? Otherwise it takes over. Oh, that's a good point. I love that. You do have to be on top of your brain. It's like a toddler. Yeah, your, brain, your brain needs to be in service to you, mm -hmm. not running the show. That's right. Like a toddler. I mean, not that a toddler needs to be in service to you, but you have to manage it, a toddler. Yeah. I'm in toddler land right now, obviously. <laughs> so, okay. So I actually, w I, I got to watch some of your talks because you also are a public speaker. You speak on stages like you, you know, there's so, you have so many facets to you and your empire, which is amazing. Um, but I got to watch one of your, your speeches and I really just was like, oh my gosh, the, the trick to her success was her curiosity. You know, I hate the saying the curiosity killed the cat. Because yeah. curiosity is what kept you, I'm guessing, tell me if I'm on the same page here, is, is moving to the next thing, moving to the next thing. And misery. Curiosity and misery. And misery. And misery. I mean, that's I made misery work for me. That's why it kind of took a long time. But, but don't yeah, you agree I mean, that you had to be like, because I know a lot of people, including some of my family members, who are just miserable and they're okay with that. Like they've just accepted that's oh, yeah. just who they are. And so no. for you, you're like, I'm so miserable right now. Why? Yeah. Yes. I, I, will, I would absolutely say I've always been curious, but I would also tell you that I wanted, um, I was driven by achievement. Mm. And in some ways I still am. I like achieving things. I like accomplishing things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and driven by a, um, uh, feeding, uh, feeding uh, the energy of a sense of purpose. Mm -hmm. and being, um, you know, once I realized that, wow, this, this work thing, this is going to be a lot of hours of your life. Yeah. If you add it all up, it's like freaking sleeping. It's a lot of hours of your life that go into work. And if I'm going to do that, then those hours need to matter to me. It needs, I need to know that I have the meaning that I seek. So that was a very big driver for what me. What was the meaning that you were seeking? We all have our own stuff. What were you right. looking for? Well, you know, we're always only talking to ourselves too, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. I wanted a spiritual life. Mm -hmm. I wanted uh, to talk about things that I thought were pivotal to the human experience. Yeah. And, and I wanted to participate in expanding those conversations um, to anybody who was interested. So that's like, like when I knew that I would, you know, produce some sort of content or help dream something up that I'm like, wow. You know, I know how moved I am. I know how shifted I am by that show or piece or whatever. I think that's going to have a big impact on other people. This is what you said on your Instagram. Quantum science is showing that our lives are a reflection of our own consciousness and what we're able to perceive and allow to be true 
comes true. So I love that that was what you were called, like you were, you were craving that you were yeah. craving that you were essentially, I mean, you were, you were craving what you wanted to have mirrored back to you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I was creating the conversations I wanted to hear yeah. and I wanted to participate in. And, you know, I was trying to summon forth the material and the books and the experts who would talk about the things that my soul longed to talk about and, mm -hmm. and expand on and, and become illuminated by. Yeah. Wow. So what's the biggest mirror in your life right now? I mean, you, you know, when you're looking at it, you're going, yes, this is a, the best reflection of me right now. What is that? Is that, is that, maybe yeah. that's Nancy. Is that Nancy? Is she your best mirror yeah. right now? Nancy is a fantastic mirror. She's a fantastic mirror for anybody in her life because she's one of those gifted ones that just pours the love on you. Mm. And it just reflects back your like most, like everything you say is amazing. Everything you come up with is so wise. You know, um, your berry lip is super sparkly. So you, you leave her presence, not just me, anybody in her life leaves her presence going, wow, you know, I feel good. Yeah. And you know, you've almost been loved bombed by Nancy. So Nancy's a really, really great mirror. Um, but you see you. that in her. And the reason why I ask you this is because oh, yeah. this really brings highlight to the person you are. It, it, it's like you see that in her yeah. because that's what's in you. Ah. Well, gosh, I admire it so much. So mm. listen, I, I, asp I aspire to be that much of a love bomb, really. Well, you are. You are. And that's why. If you see it in her, it's in you. So, okay. So you wrote a book, of course. I did. Mm. <laughs> of course. Um, the Beautiful No. Amazing title. Did you come up with that yourself? I'm sure. I did. Yeah, of course. It's, one, it's a collection of memoir stories, and that's the title story, The Beautiful Now. It's very cool. I tried to get the book. I couldn't. How do oh, we get Oh, my gosh. I need, to, I need to change that for you. Yeah. Um, it, it is. It's, it's in, it, honestly, right? I just turned in my final copy edits. It's been a two-year odyssey. Um, it's probably as vulnerable as I've ever felt. Oh, I and I just tried to put everything, everything that I could that I thought would be helpful. Anything I've seen, learned, experienced, and through the lens of, you know, a lot of people think that I was hatched and I was suddenly, you know, in a senior position in Oprah's companies, which is far from the truth. Mm -hmm. I started at the Oprah Winfrey show when I was 35 years old in an entry level position. Yeah. So there were a lot of shenanigans that went on before then. And, and even now, like in, in the, the middle of life, in my second half, I'm sorting and sifting through everything I've learned and experienced and, and redefining what I really want for myself. So it's kind of, the, the book is a reflection of that journey. So the subtitle, it's The Beautiful No and Other Tales of Trial, Transcendence, and Transformation. Mm -hmm. This is, this is amazing. These, these words. And, and again, this is, I know we sourced each other because these words are just continually coming up in my life. So, okay. So I want to, you know, and go with me here for a second as we end, because we're all pretending not to know something. Yeah. So what in your life are you pretending not to know right now? What am I pretending not to know right now? Well, so, and I was just having a conversation with Nancy about this this morning. So 
there is a part of me. So yes, I have a, a, my first book's coming out June 4th. Well, there's a part of me, I'm a behind the scenes girl. Yeah. I'm behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, I'm, what I'm pretending not to know is I'm having all the, the, the business calls of book publishing, of marketing and publicity and things like that. I'm pretending not to know that I am super uncomfortable mm -hmm. and kind of scared mm -hmm. and I feel a little raw and I feel a little bit like um, I'm walking into something that I don't have my sea legs underneath me. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of the the spiritual and emotional work over these the the next month or so. Wow. It's just like realizing, well, this really isn't about you. It is about a message, and you can firmly stand behind the message because it's really the only thing you want to talk about anyway. So that's my work. Did you know that? And you didn't know this, but the entire theme of this segment has been, this is not about you. <laughs> so in the fact that you just said that, because oh I've been God. the one to initiate that in most of the conversations, but you just said the words right out of my mouth. Like you'll actually, if you, if you end up watching this whole series, we'll be blown away at the correlation of this conversation. And, oh and I, I want to just acknowledge you for a minute because you, you weren't expecting that last question and you went vulnerable. And that is why you are so beautiful because vulnerability is authenticity and you're so real. And that is why your book is going to slay. Yay! And that is why your book is going to slay. And, and, and the, the, the biggest, I want to just like acknowledge you for, because we have an entire massive audience of women who are watching this interview right now. And you just gave them permission to be vulnerable, to be scared but to do it anyway, because it's not about them. So thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm right. Well, listen, I am just, I feel, I feel like I've made progress just talking to you today. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm a coach. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's right. <laughs> Girlfriend. Thank you so much. You are you amazing. Are so welcome. I and loved meeting you. I loved meeting you too. And I will see you on the next show. I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.